Welcome to the Corona of Thorns podcast. I'm Father Peter Swans, and today is Tuesday of the 20th week in Ordinary Time. Let's pray. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God, and the communion of the Holy Spirit be with you all. And with your spirit. To prepare ourselves, let us acknowledge our sins. I confess to Almighty God and and to you, my brothers and sisters, that that I have greatly sinned in my thoughts and in my words, in what I have done and in what I have failed to do, through my fault, through my fault, through my most grievous fault. Therefore I ask, Blessed Mary, ever-Virgin, all the angels and saints, and you, my brothers and sisters, to pray for me to the Lord our God. May Almighty God have mercy on us, forgive us our sins, and bring us to everlasting life. Amen. Lord, have mercy. Lord, have mercy. Christ, have mercy. Christ, have mercy. Lord, have mercy. Lord, have mercy. Let us pray. O God, who have prepared for those who love you good things which no eye can see, fill our hearts, we pray, with the warmth of your love, so that, loving you in all things and above all things, we may attain your promises which surpass every human desire. Through our Lord Jesus Christ, your Son, who lives and reigns with you in the unity of the Holy Spirit, one God forever and ever. Amen. A reading from the prophet Ezekiel. The word of the Lord was addressed to me as follows. Son of man, tell the ruler of Tyre. The Lord says this. Being swollen with pride, you have said, I am a God. I am sitting on the throne of God, surrounded by the seas. Though you are a man and not a God, you consider yourself the equal of God. You are wiser now than Daniel. There is no sage as wise as you. By your wisdom and your intelligence, you have amassed great wealth. You have piles of gold and silver inside your treasure houses. Such is your skill in trading. Your wealth has continued to increase. And with this, your heart has grown more arrogant. And so, the Lord says this, Since you consider yourself the equal of God, very well, I am going to bring foreigners against you, the most barbarous of the nations. They will draw a sword against your fine wisdom. They will defile your glory. They will throw you down into the pit, and you will die a violent death, surrounded by the seas. Are you still going to say I am a god when your murderers confront you? No, you are a man and not a god in the clutches of your murderers. You will die like the uncircumcised, at the hand of foreigners. For I have spoken, it is the Lord who speaks. The Word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. It is I who deal death and give life. It is I who deal death and give life. I should crush them to dust, said the Lord. I should wipe out their memory among men. Did I not fear the boasting of the enemy, but let not their foes be mistaken? It is I who deal death and give life. Let them not say, Our own power wins the victory. 
The Lord plays no part in this. What a nation of short sight it is. In them there is no understanding. It is I who deal death and give life. How else could one man rout a thousand? How could two put ten thousand to flight? Were it not that their rock has sold them, that the Lord has delivered them up? It is I who deal death and give life. For it is close. The day of their ruin, their doom comes at speed. For the Lord will see his people righted. He will take pity on his servants. It is I who deal death and give life. Alleluia, alleluia. Jesus Christ was rich, but he became poor, to make you rich out of his poverty. Alleluia. The Lord be with you. And with your spirit. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Matthew. Glory to you, O Lord. Jesus said to his disciples, I tell you solemnly, it will be hard for a rich man to enter the kingdom of heaven. Yes, I tell you again, it is easier for a camel to pass through the eye of a needle than for a rich man to enter the kingdom of heaven. When the disciples heard this, they were astonished. Who can be saved then? they said. Jesus gazed at them. For men, he told them, this is impossible. For God, everything is possible. Then Peter spoke. What about us? He said to him, we have left everything and followed you. What are we to have then? Jesus said to him, I tell you solemnly, when all is made new and the Son of Man sits on his throne of glory, you will yourselves sit on twelve thrones to judge the twelve tribes of Israel. And everyone who has left houses, brothers, sisters, father, mother, children or land for the sake of my name will be repaid a hundred times over and also inherit eternal life. Many who are first will be last. And the last, first. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ. Okay, so um, continuing our little journey through Ezekiel, we've hit a new phase in the book of the prophet. Um, Up until this point, he's been saving his warnings for Israel. Um, Now he's turning his attention to Israel's neighbours. Now, there's something important about borders. Borders help demarcate identity. Um, They're not there necessarily to divide, but to mark out difference. And the trouble is when Israel forgets its borders and starts to lose its identity. They're not there in order to keep out foreigners, but to mark out who they are. We're Israelites, and we worship the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. And when these borders start to become a bit porous, they start to lose their identity. They start to adopt the idolatry of the neighbours. They start to turn to their neighbours for security, that what's going to keep them safe is their alliances. And they start to depend less on God. Israel loses what's special about them and they become like everybody else and and that's a problem and so god speaks a word of judgment over israel's neighbors firstly um those who are kind of immediately surrounding 
uh, Israel. So, you know, we hear about the Ammonites, the Moabites, the Edomites, and, um, and of course, you know, famously we know about the Philistines. Um, and in the reading today, we hear a word of judgment expressed over Tyre. Now, that sounds familiar, right? Remember the gospel on Sunday? Jesus goes to the region of Tyre and Sidon, uh, and there he meets the Canaanite woman. But anyway, the first reading which we have today is this prophecy against the leader of Tyre. Uh, and it's here that you know we discover what the real problem is and the word of judgment that's being spoken over these neighboring nations. This is what we heard, right? Son of man, tell the ruler of Tyre, the Lord says this, being swollen with pride, you have said, I am a God. I am sitting on the throne of God, surrounded by the seas, though you are a man and not a God. You consider yourself equal of God. Now listen to this mocking tone. It's, it's got a kind of sardonic taste to it. You are wiser now than Daniel. There is no sage as wise as you. By your wisdom and your intelligence, you have amassed great wealth. You have piles of gold and silver inside your treasure houses. Such is your skill in trading. Your wealth has continued to increase. And with this, your heart has grown more arrogant. You think you're such a hotshot. You think you've got it all sorted out. You think you've got your own security. Well, the Lord says this. Since you consider yourself the equal of God very well, I'm going to bring foreigners against you, the most barbarous of the nations. Babylonians, right? They're still coming. They will draw sword against your fine wisdom. They will defile your glory. They will throw you down into the pit and you will die a violent death surrounded by the seas. Are you still going to say, I am a God, when your murderers confront you? No, you are a man and not a God in the clutches of your murderers. You will die like the uncircumcised at the hand of foreigners. Well, easy to think that maybe God got up on the wrong side of the bed today. He doesn't like arrogance. You know, I, I can't remember who delivered this homily, but the content of it sticks in my mind. Uh, this priest said, look, in life, you need to learn two things. One, there is a God. Two, it's not you. Fair enough. This prophecy from Ezekiel, this stinging condemnation of the ruler of Tyre, really shows the problem. You make yourself the equal of God, but you can't back it up. You know, you can look towards your own wisdom and intelligence. You can look to the wealth that you amass, the gold and silver in your treasure houses, your skill in trading. But you can't be the source of your own life. Ezekiel says, are you still going to say, I am a God, when your murderers confront you? No. Our lives, at the end of the day, are contingent. That's, you know, a fancy philosophical way of saying dependent. We don't make ourselves. We aren't the source of our own lives. 
we belong to God. And this is why in order for us to live rightly is to live in that dependence, in thanksgiving, in praise and adoration, knowing that there is a God and it's not me. And what I owe God is my praise and my thanksgiving. Now, I think importantly, we need to realize that our worship of God, it's not there to placate his anger. It's not there to stop him from sending the Babylonians to come and destroy us. No, it's to set ourselves on the firm foundation. You know, you try and go it alone, you're going to be out on a limb. If a river cuts itself off from its source, it's going to dry up. Much the same. If we don't lean on that which can truly support us, we'll fall. And, and you know, what's the ruler of Tyre looking towards? His own wisdom, his own wealth, his own skill in trading, his own capacity. This is what makes my life sure, certain. I'm my own God. I'm the centre of my own existence. And yet, he forgets that life runs out and life can be taken from us. Now, the Babylonians speed up the process a little bit for the king of Tyre. But if we come with that same kind of arrogance, if we approach that, if we approach our own lives with that same sense of ourselves being the ones that we prize most highly, you know, ourselves being the ones who we worship. Well, we're going to meet the same destruction. Maybe, you know, not by horses and chariots, but for the sheer fact that we leaned all of our weight on something which couldn't support it. So, lean on God. We depend on him anyway. We may as well acknowledge it and be humble. One, there is a God. Two, It's not you. At the Saviour's command, and formed by divine teaching, we dare to say, Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. Deliver us, Lord, we pray, from every evil. Graciously grant peace in our days, that by the help of your mercy we may be always free from sin and safe from all distress, as we await the blessed hope and the coming of our Saviour, Jesus Christ. For the kingdom, the power and the glory are yours, now and forever. Let us welcome Christ into our hearts with an act of spiritual communion. My Jesus, I believe that you are present in the most holy sacrament. I love you above all things, and I desire to receive you into my soul. Since I cannot at this moment receive you sacramentally, come at least spiritually into my heart. I embrace you as if you were already there, and unite myself wholly to you. Never permit me to be separated from you. Amen.
The Lord be with you. And with your spirit. May Almighty God bless you, the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Go in peace. Thanks be to God. And we finish by praying Pope Francis's prayer to Mary during the coronavirus pandemic. O Mary, you shine continuously on our journey as a sign of salvation and hope. We entrust ourselves to you, health of the sick. At the foot of the cross, you participated in Jesus' pain with steadfast faith. You, salvation of the Roman people, know what we need. We are certain that you will provide so that as you did in Cana of Galilee, joy and feasting might return after this moment of trial. Help us, Mother of Divine Love, to conform ourselves to the Father's will and to do what Jesus tells us. He who took our sufferings upon himself and bore our sorrows to bring us through the cross to the joy of the resurrection. Amen. We seek refuge under your protection, O Holy Mother of God. Do not despise our pleas, we who are put to the test, and deliver us from every danger, O glorious and blessed Virgin. Amen. Thanks for praying with us, and may God bless you abundantly, so that this day may give glory to God the Father.